special episode of the Rando Cast, but it is officially the 50th episode of the best little podcast on earth. And joining me today, the two men solely responsible for me doing this little thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you haven't heard his voice in quite some time. He's the producer of the show, but joining us today via the power of Zoom, it is Richard Sheltinga. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's right. And the lights clapping you're hearing in the background from his secret lair somewhere in Southern California. It's his garage. He's not the host of this show today, but he is the host of Rock Tales on Sirius XM. Volume Channel 106 that Richard and I are part of. It is the legendary. You've heard his voice on the show before. It is the legendary Rick Zappa. <laughs> no, well, what a what an honor to be back here. And and thank you so much for using my secret name, <laughs> Rick. Thank you, Brando. Yeah, what are we doing? What we're going to do is I'm going to read you guys the Wikipedia history of a man that I think is the favorite among the three of us. We have shared... Before shared, you do that, before you go, do that, I just yes, want yes, to say yes. that your show, is it, it just gets better and better and better. It is a must-listen as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, you're one of my besties. I, 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 you're so funny, and I so enjoy the show, and congratulations on 50 episodes um, you know, and and I'm sorry that I am ruining, uh, you know, your 50th. <laughs> so. uh, I, no, I couldn't do the show without you, and I couldn't do the show without Richard Cheltinga, who makes it sound great. Even Jim though we're Kimble. stuck in quarantine, we're not able to do our own show together in person. It's working because uh, you guys are assistant, uh, and so I'm just so grateful for that. And I have to say, you know, learning from Michael Debar... That he was there when your mother's water broke and it was yeah. you is one of my favorite moments that I've ever had on this podcast. Vaginomite! <laughs> okay, just because you talk about that, you know, the weirdest moment of, of, of a son's life uh, is when you, you know, call to give your, your mom some good news. I just made this massive deal and, and I was very impressed with myself uh, for a lot of money. And... Uh, my mother said, you know, congratulations, you know, now maybe you can give me my vagina back. <laughs> so, so I didn't, uh, it's so hard to unpack from, from that moment because when her water broke, I was actually a C-section. So I don't know how, A, I don't know how to unpack, give me my vagina back, but I was really going calling to say like I did this business transaction which then somehow got into like a like like I was like um a pimp and I stole her giant I don't I, help me to understand you know she's not around my mom's not here to to help me through these hard times Brando but but you know what it is the Brando cast <laughs> fuck yeah that is <laughs> Well, Michael, uh, look, all I know is from Michael DeBar, the great Michael DeBar, is that he was standing there when Gail was like, uh-oh, got to go. Yeah. Time to give birth to a baby. And he that was like, baby was I you. Can't do, I can't do blow in the hospital. <laughs> oh, He's like, I, what am I supposed to do now? Where do I hide this? I, I liked <laughs> yeah. that story your mom told about when you were born, though, and you were extremely ill, and you were in the hospital, and your dad went down every single day. Yeah. 
to hold your hand while you were in that tent. Yeah, it was and it was gnarly. I, my dad actually saved my life because my my lungs had collapsed, and uh, he was the only one who noticed. And my mom was actually really sick after the botched C-section, and uh, apparently, apparently, I stole her vagina. So, so that that must have made her sick. And then, uh, yeah, my dad would would stay there and and checked in on, checked in on me all the time. So, uh, but, way, but way what to... she specifically said was uh, that uh, she was extremely worried about you and thought you might pass away. And your dad came home one day and said, don't worry. He's got strong grip. He had a grip on my hand. He's not going Shaking anywhere. Shaking hands with the devil. And she, <laughs> his grip is hot. His grip is hot. Oh, my God. Now, speaking of the devil, mm-hmm. the artist that I'm going to present to you two dudes today on the BrandoCast Ronald James Patabona, a.k.a. Dio, was an American heavy metal singer, songwriter, and composer. He fronted or founded numerous groups throughout his career, including Elf, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and his own band, Dio. Dio is regarded as one of the greatest and most influential heavy metal artists of all time. He is known for popularizing the metal horns. The hand gesture in metal culture and for his medieval-themed song lyrics. To date, Ronnie James Dio has sold over 10 million records worldwide. So today on the BrandoCast, we are talking about Ronnie. Holy diver. <laughs> yeah, and born in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, one of my favorite towns in the world. Holy we're gonna- diver! <laughs> Portsmouth, New Hampshire! You know, I, I, Ronnie uh, is. The, if people, if, if you are listening to the brand new cast and you do not know the power of Ronnie James Dio, uh, and you haven't, uh, you know, invested in listening to his music, I urge you to do it because tr- truly, one of rock and roll's greatest voices. I think people sometimes overlook how powerfully awesome he is. I couldn't be more excited. What the fuck are we talking about, Brando? Give me like I know the drill on Brando cast. You're going to start playing fucking awesome music and you know, so what what's what's, what's going on? Well, we're just telling the kids about Dio. And we might as well play <laughs> Man on the Silver Mountain. Huh. Dio was born in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, as Richard said, on July 10th, 1942, where his family resided during his father's service in the Army during World War II. Ronnie's family would soon relocate to Cortland, New York, and that's where his musical career began. In 1957, Ronnie joined a band called the Vegas Kings. They would later be known as Ronnie and the Rumblers. In 1967, Ronnie formed the rock band Elf, which became a regular opening act for Deep Purple. And here we go. In late 1974, legendary Deep Purple guitarist Richie Blackmore left the band due to creative differences over Deep Purple's new direction. That would be David Coverdale as the lead singer. Blackmore then invited Dio to record two songs in Tampa, Florida. 
being satisfied with the results, Blackmore hired the rest of the Elf musicians to form his own band, and that band was initially known as Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Right out of the gate, Rainbow had a hit with their now FM classic, Man on the Silver Mountain. Amazing song. That was a great song. Okay, do you think that Richie Blackmore is like, here's the direction I want to go in, bro. Do you like warlocks? Do you like dragons? Do you like castles? <laughs> do you like rainbows? Do you like stargazers? Yeah. Do yeah. Do you want to come into my basement and play Dungeons and Dragons? Do you want to uh, sleep in an Iron Maiden next to my coffin? Would you like to sing a song about the gates of Babylon? <laughs> totally. I mean, how... How, how about the green sleeves? That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I love about uh, Ronnie's music is, is it's, it's like, it's metal fairy tales. <laughs> well, did he, did so he cool. arrive at Rainbow like that? Or did he leave Rainbow like that? I, I believe that Ronnie arrived... At Deep Purple like that. I think that Ronnie would look you in the eye and say, Richard, I arrived at uh, Rainbow with those skulls in my arsenal. Because Deep Purple didn't have that vibe. Uh, No, they didn't. So so it must be something that Ronnie brought to Blackmore, right? Well, but Richie also had a little bit of a two because we know that later in life, Richie went full-blown Renfair. Richie like well, disbanded yeah, Rainbow, and then he was like, "I'm going to the Ren Fair Festival, and I'm going to dress up in some fucking lace up boots, and I, I got read. my my lady who dresses up like it's a uh, like it's 1427, yeah, and I there we go. Read the Look, Necronomicon. That's what I'm saying. Was was it? Which was first? Did Blackmore have the influence on Dio? or the other way around? Uh, or did they just arrive at the center? I think they arrived at the center. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, Dick Tingle played some Dungeons and Dragons and said, "This is the way we got to go with the rock and roll." I've <laughs> seen the movie Excalibur, <laughs> and I've read the Necronomicon uh, front to cover, and uh, I have an idea. I would like to sing <laughs> as many songs as possible about disco lights, neon lights, but but <laughs> disco but lights. With, I don't think but so. But with knights of the of of the Round Table. I think by taking Disco and Camelot, there could be a song called Neon Nights. <laughs> and people at Studio 54 wearing leather that are, I was going to say drunk on cock, but you shouldn't say that. <laughs> no judgment. They too will like Neon Nights. Richie and I were very aware of what Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath were doing. Uh, they were singing about similar themes, but we felt like we could take it uh, in a more celestial direction. Yeah, you know, they're singing about uh, Lord of the Rings, and I like Theodore Geisel. <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Amit Zappa, when do you feel like Dragons and Kings came into your life? And I don't mean through Dio or Sabbath. I mean, when did you think as a young dude... You were like, you know what? I like dragons and kings now. Well, I know the exact time. Um, I, the first time I heard uh, "Man on the Silver Mountain," so I was probably thirteen or fourteen, and uh, I shared a limo ride in New York with Kelly Lynch, 
who I was, I don't know why I was in a car with her from a drugstore cowboy, Kelly Lynch actress. Oh, was right. Just yes. Dropped dead gorgeous. You know, I was obsessed with her. She, I think she was friendly with um, this photographer that used to take pictures of my dad. And it was, I, you know, it was probably, um, it, it might have been like 88. You know, maybe I was 14 or something. Uh, <clears throat> and that song was on the radio. And I was like, who, what, what? What the fuck? Who is this? And right, right after that, um, it was that was such a game changer for me. And and then um, I I just listened to, you know, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. Those two records right after that. I I was totally unaware of you know Black Sabbath was always just Ozzy for me in the band. And uh, you know I'm, this might be controversial, but. You know, Dio, Ronnie, his voice, it's it's magic. And, and I've I've I think that those two uh, Black Sabbath records, I'm sure you'll play some of them or, or talk about some of that. But those two records are so fucking good. And and I'm super nerdy. I, I love mythology. And so to have a guy singing these powerfully awesome melodies, but he's singing about fucking dragons and witches, not literally fucking dragons, but about dragons. <laughs> if he sang about fucking dragons, that would kind of take him in Tenacious D territory, which is also that's good. A, that's a Slipknot song. <laughs> yeah, fucking dragons. Yeah. I'm boning Falcor. <laughs> I have a wish dragon on coke. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's fuck that demon! Yeah! Come on, dragon scaled honey tits! I don't Dio know. and Rainbow would go on to release Rising in 1976 and Long Live Rock and Roll in 78, albums that were certainly filled with the kind of things Dio would be famous for, such as dragons and kings and magic. After yeah. 1978's Long Live Rock and Roll, Richie Blackmore decided to take Rainbow in a more commercial direction and fired Dio in favor of vocalist Graham Benet. They would go on to have a Oops. hit with Since You've Been Gone. Dio went his merry way. By the end of the 1970s, Black Sabbath's Ozzy Osbourne was struggling with his own demons, and Dio was brought in by a very young Sharon Arden to help write new material for the band. So that's a little chapter. It's just a little snippet of what Ahmet was talking about in the genesis between Rainbow and Black Sabbath. It was Sharon. It was Sharon! Who brought Dio to Sabbath. Isn't that okay, amazing to write couple, songs? Go ahead. A couple of clarifications. Uh-huh. It's Graham Bonnet and uh, Demons are Drugs. Hold uh, on. Ozzy so was wait. struggling with, Gr- with demons and with drugs. So wait, Graham <laughs> Bonnet is related yeah. to Jean Bonnet? Ramsey? Yes. Yes. Now, wait. I've been saying Graham... That's spelled... Okay, wait. Benet is spelled differently. I've been, oh. I've been saying Graham Benet for so long. I'm wrong, no. Richard? It's Graham Bonnet. It's Graham Bonnet. Graham Bonnet. Jean Bonnet Ramsey. Graham Bonnet Ramsey. Graham Bonnet. Jean Bonnet. I don't know if that, that's... that's. Okay. By the way, when I'm editing your podcast, sometimes I'm, I'm screaming at you. Oh, for mispronouncing names? pronunciations. Yeah. Oh, Really? Well, yeah. that that's just because I'm getting old and I'm getting dumber by the day. That's just that's <laughs> the bottom line. The fat that's in my stomach right now, the fat mm-hmm. that's been created by the pandemic is working its way up my spine and it's got a stranglehold on my brain. 
Well, I, you know that you can't, you know, it's not true that with all the weed that you smoke or ingest, it doesn't, the fat doesn't just turn into CBD oil. Like that's a, that's, <laughs> it doesn't get filtered through your body. It doesn't, you, you know, the, the cannabinoids do not, you know, uh, they're not, they, they're in you, you know what I mean? So uh, are you saying they're in me forever? Is that the problem? Yeah. They are. <laughs> they are. Someone might come along and harpoon him and sell him as a CBD ointment. So wait, are you saying? Or, no, that's a good point. So if I get harpooned mm-hmm. and someone starts <laughs> to dissect me and takes pieces of fat from this belly, that's a fatty piece of CBD, like a perfectly yeah, preserved CBD oil. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 so there's gonna be some <laughs> kind of dude that's like a Dexter-like guy. Who is is in North Hollywood right now? It's like Johnson, <laughs> Navinar, right? He's gonna find your address and be like, "That guy, he's that that dude for sure has had way too much weed. I am gonna make a perfume out of his blubber, some CBD <laughs> quarantine. You know, he's gonna inhale it like it's blue velvet." <laughs> You know, just kind of inhale you and get high as he's burning your fat for fuel. So are you saying that I should stay away from the motels on Lancashire north of Burbank Boulevard? Oh, dude, that's a rough place there. I'm saying that Schnitzel on Laurel Canyon is a no-no for at least, you got to change your pattern. You can't consistently go to the same places. You got to change it up because you're being tracked, bro. I, I changed it up the other day, and I had a Jack's Classic Hamburger mm-hmm. from the corner of uh, Tonga. How is that changing it up? <laughs> it's not. It's not, because you know what, you, you know what the serial what killer's is doing? That, he, just a different place that, doesn't mean changing it up. That same fucking corner, right? He just keeps <laughs> going through that drive-thru at Starbucks over yeah. and over like a loop, Bro. waiting for you to go there. <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Right, it's it's like it's like picking hotels right in that corridor. His mommy gave him like a Starbucks card. Quanga around the corner to Highland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're being tracked, bro. Yeah. Street bad, hunters, bad hotels. Well, you have str- a problem with the Lexan? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's still you know it's still Woo! on point. I and I crushed it twice twice uh, last month. Uh, is Henry's Tacos, even though they had an unfortunate move. To, to four doors down from their original location. Uh, Henry's still, if you want to have a biological accident come out of your body and you need that, <laughs> go to Henry's Tacos. Now, let me let me set the table for people. For people who have been listening to this podcast for mm-hmm. 50 episodes, and I thank you if you have from the bottom of my heart. Henry's Tacos has come up a couple times. And for someone who grew up mm. in Los Angeles like Amit, it was... A mecca. It is for, still is. It's not. Right. It was. It still is. And they it thanks up, you from up. the bottom of my, of my shart. That's where it thanks you. I thank you from the bottom of my shart. That is the gift of Henry's tacos on the corner of Moore Park and Tahanga. Basically, yes. And they were taken over by cactus burritos, which are mm-hmm. really good too. And same forced owner, to move. <laughs> same owner next door, the Starlight, that drinking hole right there. Same yeah. owners. Little wait, factoid right there. Wait, Cactus is owned by the people that own the Starlight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah, I you didn't can know get that. tacos and blow on basically in the same <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> it's real. The struggle's real. Are you saying that the Starlight 
on uh, Moore Park, right there, just uh, just west of Allegedly, a good place to buy coke. <laughs> allegedly, just like the chimney sweep on Woodman <laughs> in Sherman Oaks, <laughs> allegedly <not> is <laughs> a good place where you can get blow and then also have fantastic Mediterranean food right next door. You can actually order. Uh, falafel from the restaurant next door while you're drinking, not buying blow in the Jimmy <laughs> Sweep. You know, it's perfect. You're like, while I'm waiting for this to go, this deal to go down, maybe I need a falafel sandwich. Done. This is another very special episode of Valley Bars with Dick Tingle <laughs> and Amit Zappa. Um, what bar, Amit, do you miss the most? And then I'm going to ask Richard the same thing. Now that we're in quarantine land, what bar do you miss the most? God, I think we are. I hope we all have the same answer because Casa Vega was powerfully, you know. That's that's, you know. I don't even care if, if it's infested with rats and roaches. <laughs> I just like that. Basically, basically, you know, you, you need night vision goggles to eat there. They just turn the fucking lights off, and they they. It's always like Christmas. It's it's Mexico Christmas inside with delicious drinks, and you know that's that's what I miss the most. Uh, that Richard, and Ra- Richard, that Richard. And Rayos. I gotta say, Rayos. The meatballs oh, are Rayos. Rayos. Oh, shit. Yeah, one of the best meals I had in the year of our Lord 2019 was Rayos yeah. with. No, was that early January? When did we go to Rayos? With uh, Eddie Trunk. Trunk? Yeah, I, that was August. I mean, dude. I, I think that was like last year. I always, okay. uh, a minimum, I go there once a month and they're, they're now open for takeout again. But, you know, it's, it's just, a, just fucking COVID. Eat my dick. Um, Richard, what bar restaurant do you miss the most? What do we talk? I mean, like uh, Smalls on Melrose. Well, bro. yes, but Smalls has been gone for thirty years. Sadly, that's right. Okay, so you still miss it? And I've been co- I've been in quarantine for thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> Touche, so, Smalls Brando. on Melrose. Touche. We're done. No, that is true. That is true. Fantastic. I mean, was there? I mean. It was the best, right? It was the best bar that the city of Los Angeles has ever had, Smalls. Right by well, Lucy's. What's yours, man? You could go to Lucy's and then go down the street to Smalls. You know what bar I also like because of the, the how many hookers are there? Is um, the, what's the, why am I blanking on the, the, the hotel in Beverly Hills? The Peninsula? Um, the Peninsula. The, mm-hmm. the I mean, mm-hmm. that, what an extraordinary place. They got great, great mixed nuts, the, the spicy olives. And then you can, just sit, you can just sit there and you can be like, all right, mail order bride number one. Yep. Uh, hello, Svitlana. Hello. You know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's. It's not even a joke. It's the I number am, one. It's the, num- it's the number one place to meet a Melania Trump. Yeah. It really is yeah. in the city yeah. of Los Angeles. Yeah. If yeah, you want to take not- a girl to Dubai, bar at the <laughs> Peninsula. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? I've got twenty bucks to my name, lady. I don't know why you're paying attention to me. I'm not doing enough for you. <laughs> She's not paying oh. attention to you. She's pushing you out of the way so she can grasp the arm of an 85-year-old man, Sugar Daddy. <laughs> that was not a pass. Dio's songwriting deal with Sabbath quickly turned into a full-time gig when Ozzy and Sabbath finally parted ways because Ozzy was partying too much. Dio took over as the band's lead singer and they released two albums together that Amit referenced earlier in the show. Those albums were 1980's Heaven and Hell and 1981's Mob Rules, both now considered to be heavy metal classics. And not to talk about Dio too much, but I will say, I think Neon Nights is officially now my favorite Black Sabbath song of all time. 
Wow. Really? Yes, and I'm actually not kidding about that. I think it has one of the greatest intros in the history of metal. There's Dr. Feelgood. There's Welcome to the Jungle, Neon Knights. And I just prefer that. Once you fucking hear Neon Knights, you're on on the battlefield. You're on the battlefield, and you're ready to fucking take on some fucking ogres. And you're ready to fucking take on a fucking 50-foot colossus. Now, now you're saying the best Dio Sabbath song or the best Sabbath song? For me, the best Sabbath song. Is Neon Knights. Wow. And I did oh, that. That is tough, bro. Did we do a Black Sabbath show on Rock Tales on Sirius XM Volume Channel 106? No. Soon to be every Thursday night, people. No, but Can I say a, that? Can I make that, that announcement we, here on the podcast? I think you that, should. Yeah. That we ahead. will oh. soon be moving to a, a weekly show. A weekly show. Yeah. yeah Very exciting. But that's a good call. We should do a Black Black Sabbath night. Black Sabbath. We did not do a Black Sabbath show. I think one of our warm-up shows, we did a Black Sabbath Top 20 that... We did a four-hour show of Black Sabbath. By, by the way, can, can, just as as backstory, so for uh, before we ever had our show on Sirius, <laughs> we just made excuses. Let's be real. To get fucking obliterated and just hang out and talk music, and somehow we 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 convinced the the uh, the the very kind people at Sirius to give us a shot on having having that show um but you know i got to say it, it 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 made us brothers in arms it solidified what we already knew about one another is that we love going to concerts we we love music so much and you know those are some of the best the best memories and 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 here we are fucking talking deal well, on the brand of guys is fucking epic well i think i think what happened was i texted you and i said mm-hmm. What's your top 20 Kiss songs? Yep. And that's how it I started. said, we should get together and talk about this. Fuck yeah. And we should record it. Seven hours later. And then you said, I'm going to call my friend Brendan. And I said, who the fuck is Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I knew what was happening. You know, we hadn't, we hadn't hung out in a while. I'm like, okay, no, this, I, I, can, I can smell a good time. So, I mean... Dude, because that was the first time I met you, Brendan, right? When when we did Top 20 Kiss, and is that the same night that I fell asleep during the. the, Yeah, you fell asleep at number five. Cold gin, I think. I haven't seen, like, I haven't seen that kind of superpower. You went through an entire bottle of absolute grapefruit. Okay. And you also came in with 16 songs. An absolute grapefruit. And refused to do 20. You, You crushed. You crushed it. And you were snoring on the mic. And we were like, Brendan, Brando, Brendan. We were in hour four. And you would turn it back on, illegible. We couldn't understand. You know, you were mumbling through the whole thing. But you were. Basically, play my number eight. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I, I just want to apologize to all my Al Anon listeners out there. Don't mm-hmm. worry about my behavior. That was just. An anomaly one night where I was going off the rails on absolute well, there, ruby red because that's all that yeah. Ahmed Zappa had in his fancy bar. Well, up there, your Al-Anon uh, friends, they won't be affected by your behavior. No. They also, they also forgive you. Um, but th- that was super fun. I don't think I've ever heard that tape. Does that tape exist? <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Uh, I'll send it to you tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you can, it, maybe you can, uh, you can close out the show. It's tonight's chilling. 50th episode of the brand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the clip. If the clip feel free. Feel free to drop that in at the end, Dick Tingle. I think the Pazooty's in that, too. Pazoots. 
Bazoo. Remember, he cried. <laughs> he cried talking about crazy nights. Now, let's just give a little shout out. Let's give a little shout out to yeah. our friend Jeff Pizzuti while we're talking about Dio. Love because, you. Because Jeff Pizzuti is out there carrying on the legacy of Ronnie James Dio with the hologram tour. Uh, uh, Jeff produced the hologram tour. They took a hologram of Ronnie James Dio out on the road awesome. uh, with live musicians uh, from Dio's last band and uh, two great uh, front men, Oni Logan and uh, 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 who's the fucking other guy? Why Ripper am I bro- Owens, bro? Ripper Owens from the movie, from, uh, from, from the movie Rockstar. Band. It was a great band and a great night. And Amit was uh, also involved in that production, if you will, a little it was, bit. It, it was. A, it's a great show. But, you know, honoring, again, the legendary Ron and James Dio. And I love that you you were saying that you think, you know, Neon Knights is, is your favorite Black Sabbath song. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like Witch's Valley. I, can, you, I, can, I, you, can you sing a little Witch's Valley for us? There's a place outside of Witch's Valley where they say on. the wind won't blow. They only speak and whisper of a nerd. Oh, I miss seeing you perform live. I want to say that I really do miss seeing you perform live. Yeah, it's. I think great when all this is over, we have to do man. we have to do a joint show. When all this bullshit is over, we've been talking about that for Rocktails. That when we finally get to do a live show, we I want to have a musical element to that. I got I put it. Put a band together. Go ahead. I think me. we can do it sooner rather than later. And I'll I'll and and you know let me let me work on that. I got the place. I think we can do it. We're gonna have a special. Make it a surprise. We'll make it a special. Uh, uh, rock tales, live rock tales, and uh, you know, do some fucking Brando shnay out of there too. It'll be awesome. Fuck yeah, we'll do a little pretty vacant. All right, we are hearing Holy Diver. Dio's time with Sabbath would not last long though. Dio left the band in 1982 due to growing conflicts with Sabbath, Tony Iommi, and Geezer Butler. He finally put together his own band. Along with drummer Vinny Appice, who played on the Mob Rules record and tour, Dio recruited young guitarist Vivian Campbell and bass player Jimmy Bain, who also played with Dio in Rainbow. In 1983, Dio released the now classic metal LP, Holy Diver, and he instantly became a metal icon. He would tour the States as a headliner, and he would never be knocked off his metal throne. Holy Diver. And the key to that band was Vivian Campbell. Who is now in Def Leppard. And who sometimes works out at the Hollywood Y. He sometimes works out every fucking day of the week, every minute of the day. That dude is ripped. That he, guy's... No, no, that's Phil Collin. Oh, my yeah. bad. That other guy's fat. No. Needs to be like Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil Phil Collin in Def Leppard is the blonde, the short blonde haired dude. That, who's that guy ripped like Jesus. Yeah, that that dude's like, do I work out or does this blow make me skinny? <laughs> no, 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 it's no, all, no. Working, it's all out. working out. That's what I said. Can you believe, can you guys believe that I've gone this long in this particular podcast without mentioning the story? Cocaine. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. Hey, hey, Brendan. Hey, I have a, qu- I have a question for you, yeah. Brendan. Though, um, you ever meet Deal? Do you ever meet Dio? <laughs> Do you want to you tell the story? You know, it's an amazing thing that you asked that, Richard, because uh, oh, I was thinking that I yeah. wouldn't mention that on the show, but oh, okay. but I will say <laughs> that... Tell us the story. <laughs> that, yeah. that I've never heard about it. That I did meet uh, Dio with Amit Zappa mm. 
a long time ago. Yeah. And, was a beer involved? Uh, no. There, yes, there there was a beer was involved. Was it a Boddington's? Amit. <laughs> it's so crazy. Did, yeah, did, yes, it was Boddington's, Amit. Uh-huh. Did he say, would you like a Boddington's, Brendan? Would you like a Boddington's, Brendan? <laughs> okay. Okay. So but that. my other favorite thing that Dio said that night uh, when we met him backstage at Maiden in Motorhead was, Amit, is it true that your father could hear frequencies that the average human ear cannot hear? And and the answer is yeah. He was basically a member of the X Men. He was a musician. <laughs> my dad. I'm um, you. L- l- listen to that term, people. Musician. That's right. Uh, Brando, you know, uh, uh, with this the this podcast, you should send out a link to Metal Wolf so people can actually see the insanity. We because so Brand, Brando and I, when we were first starting out uh, in in our partnership, and we because we've written lots of things together. We had this crazy idea to, to do this animated show called Metal Wolf about a time-traveling heavy metal band. And we love metal so much. We're like, okay, well, who the fuck are the gods of rock? And we're like, easy. It's clearly Ronnie James Dio. Yep. Right? Yep. Rob Halford. Yep. And um, and uh, a little... A little... <laughs> a little, a little another named. elf called... Let, let, let me, me kill, kill my story. Yeah. And uh, so we, we were fortunate enough to be able to... In, again get the money to be able to make this short but we had to get everyone's permission to do it and that was how we first met ronnie and to see you you know brando meet him uh i, I think i had the same look on my face i mean it's, it's like it's like meeting dracula like <laughs> you know that's one of my favorite days tiny, of my, tiny it's a, dracula. It was a whole day it wasn't a night it was an entire day because sorry to you richard has heard this story 47 times but <laughs> there was a limo ride with Wendy Dio yeah. from, from L.A. all the way down to fucking Irvine, which was amazing. There it's was priceless. dinner with the crew. There it was, was, it was being in the pit for Maiden. In we the were, pit. We were a part of, the, of that day. Make, that show couldn't have happened without us. That's what it felt like. You know, we well, had it, to be there. They needed yeah. us there. Well, we, <laughs> well also had right. to, we also had to talk to Lemmy. And if you remember, Amit, to, that uh, Lemmy's manager, we had to get Lemmy's blessing. Yeah. And he, awesome. was in a, he was in a trailer in the parking lot. And the manager so came to us and basically said, okay, guys, you're going to go talk to Lemmy right now. He's been up for four days. He's been, do- he's been doing speed. <laughs> so uh, when you go in the trailer, if he starts making fun of you, you have to punch back. Because if you don't, he won't respect you and the meeting's over. And we were like, oh, okay. And we went in the trailer, and Amit, give everyone your story of what happened then. I just remember white boots. Yeah. Just just really awkward white boots and a dude, skinny legs, underwear, white boots. <laughs> that mole. All, all he wanted to do was show off his new boots to us that he yeah. had custom made. He was uh-huh. so proud of them. Yeah. And he gave, and he gave us Coors Light. Do you guys want me to tell the story times. of when I, when Ronnie James Dio offered me a Boddington's again? Do you want to hear a, a, a difference? Why not? Who, who else? Who else was there? Dio followed up the success of Holy Diver with 1984's Last in Line and 1985's Sacred Heart. Though his own band went through a number of lineup changes over the years, Dio would continue to tour and record regularly. Ronnie did return to Sabbath for two different stints, first in 1992 for the Dehumanizer album and tour, and then again in 2006. This time, the band was called Heaven and Hell because Tony and Geezer were back at work with Ozzy. The group had a very successful tour in 2008 and were planning another round 
before Ronnie's death. Sadly, Ronnie James Dio died of stomach cancer on May 16, 2010. His legacy lives on, though, for fucking ever. It's incredible that he's been gone for 10 years. Yeah, it sucks. was uh i mean aside from being a great musician he was really sweet he was super present he remembered everyone's names you know um a a class act honestly he invited us to his new year's eve party and that would have been like new year's eve 2004 and i was too scared to go i really was i still had the invitation for his house in Encino, and I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't. I knew that my brain would melt, that I would just, just sit there. And you know, um, what I look like when I get nervous and when I get anxious and okay. I start to sweat. Just so people can actually visualize it, rent the movie Broadcast News, and <laughs> the flop sweat scenes. That is Brendan yeah. Smith. You go into like a pitch meeting, and you're like, and, and by the way, it's all teed up. You can get like everything's like there's nothing to worry about. Brendan will not only start uh, quickly chewing on his own toes to swallow his foot, to swallow his, <laughs> I mean, his whole, he will swallow himself inside out while he sweats profusely. And I, to, to say, you know, he shits the waterbed is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's what happens. Why? Why do I do that? Why do I, why do I flop sweat like that? One of the funniest, uh, this is how I describe you behind your back to your face right now, mm-hmm. which, which is, I'm like, okay, here's the difference between, here's the difference between Brendan and I, and I tell this story, we, so when we were working at, uh, at MTV, um, but you know, just years ago, uh, when we were first, you know, starting out and I was like, dude, like we need to get first class tickets. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to rock the boat. Like, don't want to, you know, like this, this whole thing. I'm like, why? I mean, all they can say is no, right? And you're like, I, I, you know, honestly, I just have this feeling. I just no, right? Okay, so cut to the day up. I tell, I say to you, no, dude, you gotta, you gotta fucking ask for that. That's like this is bullshit. Okay, so we get a, you need a ride. I've organized a car. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is like, we have the same deal. You know, you're like, I, I don't, I want. so we are riding there to the fucking airport. I'm like, okay, let's go. And, I, and I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I, I have a, a coach ticket. I'm like, how? What the, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, well, fuck that. Don't wait in the line that's two miles long. And I'm like, just, you know, I have the same ticket. We're going on the same fucking plane. I'll check us in. And this was, it was like, Putting a cat into a bathtub. You just, <laughs> you just were so against it. it just, I'm like, dude, nothing is going to happen to you. Nothing. All anyone can say is no, and who cares if they say yes? It makes it so much easier. So 
my you know my point of view is like I'm gonna go in through the exit and you're like no 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 that's wrong you couldn't no way you could go in through the exit I'm like that will be faster I think I'll be able to go you know order my drinks and sit in the movie by myself be the first one there but it'd be bright great you're like no 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 I I, I couldn't <laughs> so yeah a little bit a little bit of that. Uh, so congratulations fucking, for following. The uh, I, I just and, and and I also put rules where they don't need to be. I hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I see a big sign of rules that nobody else sees. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Know. Yeah. Oh 100 my fucking god. Percent. Okay. Yep. Well, a- after this fiftieth episode of the Brando Cast, there is room for growth. Maybe <laughs> I should just come to realize that I deserve good things. And then I need to tell the world that I deserve those things, and they will come. Correct, that Thomas is, Zappa? That is the truth. You are so deserving. You're so lovable. You're the fucking greatest. That's like, you know, that's for everyone. Anyone listening. It's not exclusive to anybody. You just fucking manifest, you know, what makes you feel good. Manifest what makes you feel good. But I can still, in my mind's eye, see that airport line. As we were flying to MTV to do business for them. You were shitting your fucking <laughs> pants over the fact that, like, what could happen? Maybe maybe you won't get on the plane? I mean, yeah, I, I know. And this I, is before 9-11, when everything was footloose and fancy free. There was yeah. no TSA. It was just a long line. <laughs> yeah. Dumbass. Uh, well, listen, as we wrap things up. <laughs> as, as we wrap things up here, I, I will lovingly say I love both of you. And I will also say thank you for putting up with me. Again, thanks to both of you for helping me uh, get the show out in the air because I believe in this show. I might not believe in cutting in a line, <laughs> but I believe in the show and I can only get to the promised land with the help of you two guys. Richard, I'm so grateful uh, to you for just you know the care that you put into the show and, and making it sound great and, uh, and doing it all you know for nothing. Uh, it, it means a lot to me. And um, Ahmed, again, you know, I, I couldn't do this show You're my brother uh, without your, mother. your original blessing. So that's all I want to say to the, the two of you. Well, you're welcome. And um, I do it because I love it. And uh, I love you. So it's all good. Do you guys, do you guys want to, like, <laughs> play a Dio song and just crank our dongs? <laughs> just end it? He's got to make a joke. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, as his mother was being... Put in the ground, <laughs> you know the classic line. Yeah, well, yeah. she's finally on top of Frank. <laughs> Gail, what did you say? Gail got what she finally wanted to be on top of Frank. <laughs> yeah, back yeah. basically. I mean, it's it was it was bizarre. actually more more fucked up than that. I mean, like as she's being lowered into the ground on yeah. top of the, yeah. my no. father's casket. I'm like, well. <laughs> Most bizarre situation I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, thank you both. Thank you both. Hey, you can hear the three of us together on Sirius XM Volume <laughs> Channel 106. It's Rock Tales, hosted by Ahmed Zappa. We have so many amazing shows coming down the pike for you guys on that. Check that out. It's soon to be on every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Coast time. So check in with that. The three of us drinking cocktails and doing this. And to everyone out there, you know what to do with the Brando cast. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, leave reviews for us, especially on Apple. We're growing, and we got more great guests coming down the line again. It's produced by Richard Sheltinga. So, until the next time, cats and kittens. But you know what you should really check out is this uh, first recording that we all made together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but- 
you know, before his rock tails. It was just fucking drunken idiots. Like, nothing's changed. Poor idiots. Nothing's, nothing's changed. I love you, Brando. Actually, it's it's one of those songs that actually I could have put on my list, but I didn't. I mean, I, feel, I didn't. I feel like our last choices collectively, Jeff, Richard, <laughs> yeah. myself included, have have successfully put Brendan to sleep. Because <laughs> because he's, he's getting ready to wow us. If you, if you guys could see what's happening right yeah. now, you have literally drank so much vodka and. And th- and these records, these cuts, have bored you so much that you <laughs> your eyes are closed. <laughs> you've gone to sleep. Okay, Brandon. It's it's. I don't know if you can still must. <laughs> still must. What is your number four? Number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. Top three. I stand corrected. I that statement I made before was incorrect. Then. Well, See, it's not in his list, not, is it? It's not. It's, this is another one that it's not in your no, list. I, I, we went over this. No it's one. on Destroyer, but you can go off Kiss Alive too. Uh-uh. You don't have it on your list. <laughs> I think what's happened here. <laughs> There's a lot of write-ins. I think what's happened here is no, your right real shit. Look at no, that. It's, it's Read really, that. It's, it's, Read that, Jeff. Shout it out loud. 